0: Welcome to the Salvatrice Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. This is it. It is the final thoughts on the showdown slate for the Super Bowl. We'll have some more stuff, closing thoughts, talk more of a a probably setting up some rules if you're playing a lot of lineups. We'll have that over on Patreon Saturday, more, like, more than likely Sunday morning for some of those Patreon subscribers. You can check it out if you'd like, but on YouTube our closing thoughts from where I'm at right now has spent a lot of time dissecting this slate from both a game theory perspective more of that for a longer video so it's more digestible on patreon but also from the analytics seeing how these matchups will match up taking it from different types of points of view if one team gets out of head how that's going to affect some of the players in it things like that for building an assortment of lineups if you're building a lot and different types of game flows looking at some of the film and how things match up in this matchup. And these teams, this is one of the better Super Bowls, two of the best teams, two of the best teams in the league, I will confidently say, and most enjoyable to watch, the way that they match up against each other, the way that both of their probably best receivers, I know Tyreek Hill's out there, but our tight ends, you could say most consistent receivers, in having just dominating head coaches that know how to scheme players open so very excited for this one if this is your first time seeing me by any chance and there's a good chance that it is i imagine that a lot of people are going to be interested in this showdown slate because of the million dollars up for grabs because it is of course the super bowl tons of media marketing all that please do hit the subscribe button whether it's your first time and you don't think that you're going to spend a lot more time in dfs trust me i break down a ton of slates in a ton of different sports nfl nba WNBA, mlb pga lots of stuff going on here some betting as well there's going to be a player props video if you haven't seen it yet to some of the props that I like the most and the numbers going out later this week so be sure to hit that subscribe button and the like button all that helps me out a lot 50% of the people watching each month don't subscribe that's pretty much a normal number but let's be better than normal so thank you so much I do appreciate that this is also a podcast if you're listening there hope those ears are doing just fine I do have patreon exclusive content we'll have tiers out we'll have more information on the showdown slate as well as a ton of other sports that I cover there as an independent by myself content creator you can check out that if you're interested But without further ado, um, let's get into this. I'll mention one more thing there's a free roll that fantasy draft totally free. It's no salary base. It's just answering questions. There's thousands of dollars up for grabs and it is 100% free to enter. I will link it up down below. I always like trying to push some of these free rolls from some of our sponsors and our supporters. So that is their logo above fantasy draft. If you haven't seen it, maybe you're new here. If you have either way link down below, I will post the free link. I'll write free free link in all caps or free roll link in all caps. You click it totally free to enter. It takes just a couple of seconds. You're pretty much just answering questions and there's a few thousand dollars up for grabs. Nice little free sweat, stress free sweat, if you will, uh, for the Super Bowl. Add that to the bucket of bets that you're probably making. Let's get into it, gang. So, DraftKings salaries here. I have yeses in, in Y, X's are, are my maybes, and then no's are guys that I'm not going to recommend. And, and the premise of this is if you're building like 1 to 10 lineups, you're somebody in here building, uh, and this should also help you if you're building 150. But some of these guys who are no's for me, if you're building 150, yes, I'm going to have some Sammy Watkins and some Mo Starts and probably some Kyle checks, and those guys are currently no's for me. Yes, I'm going to have more interest in the Kendrick Bournes and the Debo Samuels and those guys, as opposed to them being maybes if you're building 1 to 10. But I'm trying to cater this video to everybody, and I think the best way of doing it is to sort of filter it down if you are somebody only playing 1 to 10, which I imagine the majority of you are. So at the top, George Kittle is a yes for me at 8,400. Look, they haven't thrown a lot. They're just coming off of like an eight completion game against the Packers. They didn't throw much 19 times against the Vikings, but don't think they're not going to throw. And the thing that really has me intrigued by the fact that they're going to throw is one, just the the offense that, run, that Casey runs is even if they get behind, they'll be able to get back up ahead pretty quick, forcing Jimmy G's hand and Shanahan's hand a little bit. But 29.5 pass attempts is the over under for Jimmy G. If Vegas thought that Jimmy G and San Fran wasn't going to throw it all, they'd make this over under at like 22 and a half. 29 and a half is a lot. He averages about 30 per game this season, so that's going to help Kittle. Kittle's a guy who has about a 25% target share, so if you're going to get eight targets, which is my current projection for Kittle, at 8,400, hard to pass that up against a Kansas City team that allows the fifth most yards per game this season during the regular season to tight ends at 60.1 per game. Kittle is the number one rated tight end. He does have a matchup when he goes downfield against Tyron Matthew, which will be difficult. But again, for his skill set, his dominance, not as worrisome. And Kittle's props for this game, five and a half, half receptions is his over under. That's pretty strong. Even if he misses it and gets five, really strong for 73 and a half yards. So even on a bad day, what Vegas is saying is that Kittle is going to look for something around five catches, 70 yards. That's 12 fantasy points at 8,400, not even counting touchdowns, not even counting if he goes over these over under numbers. So I do like him at 8,400. I like his quarterback at 8,000. So you're starting to see my trend here. I think a lot of people are going to build on the narrative that, hey, uh, they're just going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball a ton. Even if Coleman's not in there, Matt is cheap, they're going to run the ball. We just want the running game there. We want the Patrick Mahomes and the weapons of that side. I like the other side of it. If you're trying to win the million dollars and not trying to guess what happens and project the outcome, I like to try and project this game as something that people probably won't as much. San Fran throws the ball a ton and they have success doing it, right? uh a below average pass rush below average secondary that is improving of course for kansas city but nowhere near the same as san Fran's. i'm going to project it that way in some of my lineups and just try and be different now it might not seem optimal to you but if you're building an optimal lineup in this one you're probably not going to win the million dollars you're probably not even going to min cash at that point to be honest with you so George Kittle seems nice. Jimmy G is a quarterback at $8,000. $46,000 less than Patrick Mahomes is just way too cheap. Again, over, under in his attempts from Vegas is 29 and a half. I'm projecting him to go over. I'm projecting him at 30. I think he throws more than the 29 and a half. Casey ranks 18th in coverage, 31st in pass rush. 8,000 is too cheap for a quarterback. Quarterbacks at this point, he has a 240 passing yard prop. Even if he hits that on the number, that's pretty good. He has a one and a half touchdown prop. If he gets a two, that's pretty good. He's going to be needed at 8,000. Now, Matt Breida is currently a yes for me at 3200 just too cheap. Now, I don't really want to stack all of these guys, the passing game with Matt Breida, but do keep in mind, Matt Breida is a very sneaky, and in my opinion, an elite pass-catching back when you look at his efficiency numbers with the ball in his hands out of the passing game. He's only a yes for me if Tevin Coleman is out, so track Coleman's status. Breida did only play 3.6% of the snaps in the AFC Championship game, but he did come into that one as the third-string back where Coleman played eight snaps, and then Mozart just got hot early and often with the early touchdown in the first quarter um, to start that game off on the first drive, I believe. So 3.6 snaps, that's going to clearly go up if Coleman is out. I imagine he sees 10-plus opportunities. He has some decent props as well. And Kansas City is bottom five versus pass-catching running backs, which is going to play very well to Matt Brady's skill set at a cheap price point. Emmanuel Sanders at 5,200 I like again. So here I am. Stacking this passing game seems appealing to me. Sanders is in that weird range, if you looked at my first look video, that he's like the only guy in the 5K range. He's the only guy in the 6K range right now. He's one of the only viable options, even if you factor in the 4K range. So naturally, he's probably going to have a lot of ownership on him, but I'm okay with it. He's likely to face Charvavius Ward, who's given up 2.6 receptions and 42.8 yards per game this season. Uh, The props for Sanders, three and a half receptions for 40 and a half yards. That's a pretty fine spot for me at uh, 5,200 on this type of a slate. Favorable price. Um, I have him projected for about five or six targets in this one. Looks decent. Damian Williams was a late add to my yes column from being a maybe, and there's one major reason why, which we're about to get to. Now, the run blocking advantage, minus 13%. That is not great. I don't think he's going to get there on the ground. He's projected for 13 and a half attempts, and he's projected for 82 and a half total yards. That's a lot of total yards at 82 and a half. The big thing, four and a half receptions, and it makes so much sense. This defensive line, although there's a good offensive line matchup for Kansas City, this defensive line is very good. Top three defensive line in the league, top three pressure rate from san francisco led by the rookie nick bosa uh, absolute stud damian williams is gonna have to catch a lot of checkdowns if williams misses this over on there and only has four receptions right and vegas is saying part of the time he's gonna get there and get five feeling has four receptions here and you're giving him 13 and a half attempts 17, 18 touches for Damian Williams. I know he's expensive at 9,800, but it does become appealing to me, um, especially because of the workout of the passing game. This is a guy who, when you factor in his passing game props in this one, they're saying that he's going to go for about 4.5 receptions, 4.5 fantasy points for about 25 yards You're getting alone seven fantasy points out of the passing game out of a guy who uh, has the upside to score touchdowns, of course, very efficient in that department, who, when he plays on more than 50% of the snaps in this offense, averages over 15 fantasy points per game. Damian Williams was a late yes for me. I know the price point is steep. He is not one of my main priorities. I do prefer the kiddos, the Garoppolo's, even probably the Sanders at a cheaper price point. To this next range, McCole Hardman. I think he's going to be overowned, but I do prefer him to Robinson. So here's the thing. McCall Harmon for the first time in a while, I think all year really for the most part since the beginning of the year, played 27 snaps over Robinson's 25. So he outsnapped him. He also outran him in routes last week in the AFC Championship game or 2 weeks ago. 19 routes to 16 routes for Robinson. 19 routes is a lot of routes for the upside and explosiveness that Harmon possesses. He plays 50% of his snaps as well out of the slot, where he'll get to avoid Richard Sherman and Emmanuel mostly. I think he'll see a lot of Sherman if he plays on the outside, because they're probably going to have mostly in a safety bracket Tyree kill, as a lot of teams attempt to do. Um, Probably not as successful, though. 2200 is just way too cheap. Hardman is definitely in play. I do think he's going to go over own though, but you also get him on special teams. You can double-dip there, potentially. Uh, There's a lot of upside out of Hardman at this price point. And I think a lot of people are going to realize it. his role in this offense is coming up. He's playing more now officially after the AFC Championship than uh, Robinson. The only downside is Robinson plays more in the red zone. Patrick Mahomes, 12,600, surely in play, player prop in yards of 299.5, attempts at 35.5. Casey has a very good, the better pass blocking advantage on this slate, even against a top three pass rush and the number one coverage. Here's the thing for me with Mahomes. He's 12,600. I'm not playing him in the captain spot. And personally, if I was playing one to three lineups, I would fade him. If I was playing one to 10 lineups, I would probably fade him. Um, The thing with Mahomes is, and I did this with all 12,000 plus quarterbacks that I played showdown slates. I was five and O doing it um, in terms of how it worked out for me. When a guy's above $12,000, a lot has to go right. Mahomes is the guy that can make it go right. Um, Lamar Jackson was the only guy I played above 12,000 on showdowns, and that's because he just has a totally different skill set. Now, Mahomes does have the rushing upside, but you're facing a stout pass rush with a stout secondary, and it's not even that. I get all of that. It's the big game. I know he's he's got a player prop pretty much at 300 yards, which is the bonus for DraftKings. I know he's fantastic. I just don't want to pay the captain price, and I really don't want to pay the other price. Like He's going to be, what, 70% owned? owned overall at a price tag where it's really hard for him to pay that off. Now, if he goes for 35, yeah, he's going to pay it off. If he goes for 30, he's going to probably pay it off. But if Jimmy G at 8,000 can hit you a 20 plus point day and Mahomes is stuck in a very difficult matchup, 25 points or so, he might not be needed. 24 points, depending on what the other top end players do, like Tyreek, like Damian Williams, like the tight ends. So, For me right now, I think there's an edge in not playing Mahomes. Now, if you're playing 150 lineups, you clearly have some with Mahomes and some without. You can take the aggressive stance and go 150 without him. I really wouldn't bat an eye at that. End of the day, it's a game theory thing. He's extremely expensive, $4,600 more than Jimmy Garoppolo, who's only projected to throw six less times than him um, and has fine weapons as well. So, in a much easier secondary matchup. So for me, Mahomes is a maybe on here because I don't want to recommend not playing him all outright. If I was to enter 10 lineups, I probably would have no no Mahomes myself, but that's just me trying to get unique and win the million dollars and not play the same guys everybody else is and at best win like $10, right? Hill, $11,000, also expensive for a matchup where he'll likely see brackets. I don't think he sees that much of Richard Sherman, and if he does, there'll probably be safety help over the top. He'll probably see some mostly. His prop is set for five and a half receptions and 77.5 yards. I'd rather just have uh, George Kittle who I think sees a very similar game and the props look very similar for cheaper. I'd rather have for a cheaper price tag, Travis Kelsey, uh, who has a positive 20% matchup versus safety Harris downfield. Same exact props, pretty much. Five and a half receptions, 74 and a half yards. He ran 42 routes in the AFC Championship game. The only issue for Kelsey is, Sam Fran during the regular season, least yards per game to tight ends, 34.5. Now they never played somebody like Travis Kelsey in this type of an atmosphere. So right now I do prefer Kelsey to Hill. I definitely think Hill is fine. It's just that you're paying a lot more for probably more times than not. The outcomes become similar, but those spike outcomes for Hill of the 100 plus and a touchdown are going to be there more so than Kelsey's where his spike outcomes are scoring multiple touchdowns. Debo Samuel at 7,600. I prefer his teammate Emmanuel Sanders for a huge price savings. Look, he's going to face Rashad Breland, who's been fantastic, arguably the best cornerback on the Chiefs, allowing 1.7 receptions for 28.6 yards per game. Samuel's prop right now is 44.5 receptions for 53.5 yards. So he's projected for about 13 more yards than his teammate Sanders and one more reception. I don't think that's enough. And I know that both of these guys are fine. I know Samuel's probably the better downfield target. But I don't think that that prop is enough right now What you're seeing from Vegas. And it's very cool that we have these props early. Most weeks, you don't get them until the day of or a couple hours before the game. But since it's the Super Bowl, they've been out for about a week. Um, but I don't think that's enough to, uh, to say that the $2,400 tag is, is fine to get up to him. Now, I do think Samuel will be lower owned than Sanders just because of the price points. I think they're both fine. I just prefer Sanders. Both the kickers are in play, as I usually say. At most, I recommend string one. You saw last year, both were needed in a very wonky game between the Patriots and the Rams. If you want to play both, go for it. I'm just going to recommend at most one. Um, And I do think there's a lot of guys who are below the kicker's price tags. You have the defenses. You have both these Chiefs receivers in Robinson and Harmon. You have Breida. You have Kendrick Bourne. I don't even know if a kicker's actually needed because of their upside relative to these other players. Both defenses, I think, are in play. Um, no real impact or interest. I would say, I guess the way to put it is, I would have more interest in the 49ers. Better pass rush, better secondary, and Mahomes is going to throw more. Now, they could also shred up the 49ers defense, depending on how well Mahomes does play. Um, but if Mahomes is going to throw more, projected for six more attempts than Jimmy Garoppolo, that just allows you to have six more opportunities for a sack, a sack fumble, a pick six, things like that. And that's what you want there. There's $600 more. I would prefer them to the Chiefs, but I think both are in play. Demarcus Robinson at 2,600. We talked about it. He was barely out snap and he ran less routes last week than Harmon. I think he ends up being lesser owned, but he's still in this team. He's still in the offense during the red zone plays and the red zone packages. So he's in play for me. Kendrick Bourne was a no. I made him a yes last minute, 3,400. I think he runs somewhere around 16 routes out of the slot versus Kendall Fuller, who had 128.4 rating during the regular season. Tyron Matthews sometimes goes into the slot. So that would be a much tougher matchup for Bourne. His props are at 2.5 receptions for 23.5 yards. He's probably one of the least interested Players to me, but he's going to be on the field in this game at a cheap price point. And now my nose, Sammy Watkins at seven thousand dollars seems too expensive. He'll see a lot of Kwan Williams in the slot, who's been very good this year, allowing less than fifteen yards per game and less than three receptions per game in slot coverage. Sammy Watkins is projected for 50 and a half yards and three and a half receptions here. I'm projecting him for six targets personally. 7,000 is just a spot where I'm fine passing if you're only playing a few lineups. Same thing for Raheem Mostard, who is just wildly expensive. His prop right now in this game is 89.5. I would like the under on that. That's for total yards in passing and rushing. KC ranks 29th first run, although improving there. 13th in tackling. I just think he's overpriced. He's projected for fifteen and a half attempts, which leads me to believe that Matt Breed is going to touch the ball around 10 times if Tevin Coleman misses, as opposed to last week where he didn't touch the ball at all. I'm projecting 16 total touches. Maybe you get a reception in there. It's a slightly positive run blocking advantage of plus 4%. The end of the day, it's a price point play here. I think due to his big game in the AFC championship game, he got priced up over a thousand dollars more than he should have. I'll likely just avoid it at similar price points. I just I I like Damien Williams upside. His reception prop is three and a half more than right now, the one reception that Raheem Mostard is projected to have. Tevin Coleman, I just have as out right now. If this changes, I'll have a, I'll have a showdown um, slate video Sunday a.m. live. You can check that out if you want. It'll be Sunday live, um, probably around 10, 11 a.m. So you can watch that and I'll have updates based on the statuses of Tevin Coleman. Maybe we'll have LaShawn McCoy news if he's inactive or not. Darwin Thompson had one snap in the divisional round, had 11 uh, offensive snaps last week. Barely used though, 1,800. I don't think he's that type of sleeper uh, at, at that price point. McCoy, one s- snap in the divisional round, healthy scratch last week. Keep an eye on his status. Kyle Juszczyk is probably going to be a popular name for some people, just because everybody loves to find that one guy in the cheap range who's going to go off. I think it's going to be Hardman, if anything. I don't think it's going to be, but I would, I would bet my money if I had to on Hardman at 2,200. Juszczyk is not the guy, but here's the thing. You haven't seen a lot from Juszczyk there could be a chance that Kyle Shanahan has a use check package where they definitely do. And he rolls out a couple of plays this week to try and catch the chiefs off guard. I wouldn't be shocked there. His prop is over under one reception for 12 and a half receiving yards at 1200. That's not that appealing for me. And at the end of the day, even if use check has two catches for like 25 yards, four and a half fantasy points, isn't going to win you a million dollars. It's just not, you need him to have two catches, 25 yards and a touchdown. Now, can he do that? Sure. But in this situation, I don't really feel the need to get there. Blake Bell played 30 snaps last week. No receptions was used as a blocker mainly, but he was on the field in the red zone at $800. Maybe some people want to get to it. I wouldn't hate you if you did. And then Richie James Jr., just five offensive snaps in the NFC Championship game. Again, they didn't really throw much in that one, so he wasn't on the field. More of a special teams player at $200. That's where right, i That is 24 players that I think are at least viable to talk about for this slate, including kickers and defenses. I have listed right now 16 that if you were only playing one to 10, that I would have the most interest in. If this is your first time here and you bet benefited at all, you enjoyed this video, please, before you leave, before you go back to your dips and chip in and, and the game, in the pregame, whatever it is, building your lineups, hit the subscribe button. Totally free to do. Helps me grow the audience a lot. Do this for free over here on YouTube. So it is a ton of fun. Uh, I had a ton of fun this NFL season. We're going to work through the XFL, the NBA, the PGA, the WNBA, all that stuff as well. Continuing, to pump out content here as an independent content creator. Check out the giveaway that Fantasy Draft is doing. I'll link it up down below over to their their free roll. It's totally free to enter. Um, there's thousands of dollars up for grabs and it takes a few seconds to fill out. So it's worth doing if you're just have two minutes to do it. So check out their free roll. And you can check out my Patreon exclusive content linked up down below. You all rock. Best of luck to the Super Bowl. I really don't even know who's going to win. It's such a lean. I'm just going to play a bunch of player props. Be sure to check out the props video that I have out. Be sure to check out some of my other content on this channel as well as on Patreon. Best of luck, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl Sunday. Enjoy your weekend. You all rock. See you, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one.